and welcome to Ephesians on Stress to the Nines. Through October 8th, we will be studying this famous New Testament letter. Join us. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Stress to the Nines. It is so good to see you on this Tuesday, September the 14th, as we really continue to begin our journey through the book of Ephesians. Yesterday, we read Paul's opening prayer, and this is a continuation of that prayer as we conclude chapter one today. It's going to be another larger piece that we will read from Ephesians today. I promise that many of the pieces will be shorter. I think it's easier to hear Paul uh, in short bits, but in order to be efficient with our journey through Ephesians, we're taking some longer chunks. One commentator said that Paul never missed an opportunity to use three words when one would have sufficed. So he is wordy, and he is someone who enjoyed a complex thought. So anyway, I apologize for that, but we will do our best. So again, I'm there's a lot in here I could focus on, and I could spend some time just unpacking our passage from today, but I'll focus on one small piece. If you have questions or don't understand something, uh, simply reach out to me, and I'll see what I can do to help you out with that. All right, let's listen to Ephesians chapter 1, beginning with verse 15. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints. And for this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe according to the working of his great power? God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet, and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So three things happen in this passage. Uh, First, Paul gives thanks for the fidelity of the people in Ephesus, in the Ephesian churches. Then, he talks about the power of God and prays that God will be present. So you basically have a prayer of invocation in the middle for God's presence in the midst of the community and the manifestation of God's power. And then finally, you have a theological statement about the way in which God's power was made manifest through Jesus, and that is the resurrection. So it's the last bit that I want to focus on today. Let's listen to verses 20 and 23 again. God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet and made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So this is what we call in our theological parlance Christology. This is words about Jesus. And Paul makes some important words about Jesus. First, that Jesus' resurrection is the manifestation of God's power, God's ability to bring life from death, something from nothing. 
that God's power is made manifest most clearly in this aspect of Jesus's story. And then once Jesus is raised, he is elevated. Jesus is not some ordinary person, but rather Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father and is above every single other power and authority that we can imagine. And then finally, that Jesus is the head of the church, and the church, therefore, is Jesus' body, and it is filled by God all in all. So here's what I think we could use a little refresher for. The purpose of what we're doing as a church is Jesus. Jesus is the point. It is our job as the church to witness to this story, which Paul has just summarized for us, to testify to the power of God made manifest in Jesus' resurrection, and then to understand ourselves as Christ's body here on the earth. Jesus is the head. Jesus is the boss. He's the one who gives us our direction and our instruction and our purpose. But we, as his body, are the ones who carry that purpose and carry that instruction into the world and bear it into the lives of others. Each and every day, we encounter perhaps dozens of different people. And in each of those encounters, we make our first introduction to them as a follower of Jesus, whether we say it or not. Our ability to practice our faith throughout our lives is what Jesus is asking of us. That's what it means to be the church. It means to literally be his hands and his feet. If you sit around and think about the elements of church that we all care deeply and passionately about, it might be a fun and somewhat challenging exercise for us to imagine what aspects Jesus cares passionately about. Does Jesus care passionately about style of music? Does he care passionately about what people wear to church? Does he care passionately about our architecture? Eh, probably not. These are all things that help us and they matter to us and they have a spiritual dynamic and component. But we should never confuse many of the things that we cast about as being important in the church with the actual purpose of our gathering. Jesus is always the reason that we gather. Jesus is the reason we identify as Christians. Jesus is the reason we have faith. And Jesus is the reason we have hope, even in our most difficult times. So a good word here from Paul as he reminds the Ephesians who they are, even as he compliments them. And I'm sure understanding that they, like us, fell short of their identity on many occasions. So today, let's try and do better. All right, let's pray. Holy God, on this day, we pray for your presence in our lives, your guidance, your wisdom, your strength. Help us to be faithful to Jesus this day with our lives, our hearts, our minds, our souls. We pray that you would guide us in what we do, that you would give us the courage to be your hands and feet, and the wisdom to carry ourselves with love and compassion in this world. We offer this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, that concludes our Stress to the Nines for today. Tasha will be back tonight, and I will see you tomorrow as we enter Chapter 2 of the Book of Ephesians. Until then, peace. Thanks for listening to Stress to the Nines. As always, if you miss an episode, you can find it archived on the church's Facebook page or right here where you're listening to this podcast. 
For more information about First Presbyterian Church, visit our website at onepres.org. And you can catch other podcasts from the church at the One Pres Pod, available wherever you found this podcast. Thanks for joining us.